The texts that call for our attention this Lord's Day come to us both from our Old Testament lesson, Isaiah 62, and also our Gospel reading for the day from John chapter 2, where Jesus performs the first of his signs, turning water into wine. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let me tell you today the story of the best husband that ever lived. This man had his eyes set on one particular woman as his future wife from the very moment he saw her. Even though many others would not have considered her a particularly beautiful sight to see, this man found her stunningly beautiful. If you heard him talk about her, you could hardly help but fall in love with the woman that he described. Having his heart set on having her as his wife, he left behind the confines of the comfortable life he had grown accustomed to and moved to the less than noteworthy place she called home. To say that she played hard to get would be an understatement. She ran away from him time and time again. Yes, this man, though, would stop at nothing. He endured hardship. He endured the rejection from that woman time and time again. Those watching said that he laid down his entire life in order to try to gain her for his wife. Yes, he gave up anything and everything in order to have her. He loved her with a legendary love. And eventually, one day, his love did win the day. And so, on one beautiful day, he asked her to be his wife. He did so right beside a river flowing steady with life-giving water. This man, unlike many others before him, though, did not take the fact that she had said yes as an opportunity to now lay off the efforts to show forth his love. Instead, he continued to nurture her day by day with loving care. He wined her, and he dined her, and he prepared her for the wedding feast that was soon to come. When that day finally came, his beloved came forth in a dress so white that the light shining off of it was nearly blinding. Some of the crowd that day murmured that perhaps she should not be wearing white, for they knew of her past. But the husband silenced all of that talk. He told them that he had purchased that dress for her and that it was perfect. Yes, he had bought it for her. And so they were married, and the feast went on and on. The spread at the wedding feast was unlike anything anyone had ever seen. And the word was out at the feast that the father of the husband, in fact, had paid for everything that was found there. Once married, that couple lived together in grand love, led by the selfless love of that husband. The wife, in response to his great love, was overflowing in love as well. She was a constant help to her husband. She was integral in carrying out many of the things that her husband had planned. She showed him the utmost respect 
and rejoice to follow the lead of her magnificent groom. This is a love story worth retelling, for truly it is the love story of Christ and his bride, the church. It's the story of how Christ gave up absolutely everything in order to be able to present his wife spotless on the wedding day. It is the story of his great love for her and her response to his love. And since it is the story of Christ and the church, it is also your story. It is the story of you and your husband, Christ. It's the story that Isaiah the prophet was blessed to write the foreword to many, many years before the story ever was unveiled before the world. Listen again to the words of the prophet Isaiah. He says, As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Yes, your God rejoices over you like a doting bridegroom rejoices at the sight of his bride when the church doors swing open. And it's not because you're just perfect. Far from it. He loves you, though, still with an unshakable conviction. For he has purchased for you with his death a white robe of righteousness to wear to that wedding. And he thinks you look just perfect in it. All of your sins are covered and you shine with the very righteousness that he has given to you. Yes, he is one that has a legendary love. I suppose the sad part is that we are not always the perfect spouse to him. Despite everything that Jesus has done for us, despite his great love towards us and his absolute faithfulness to us, we do not always respond as we should. Just this week on the internet, there was a video going around of a husband trying to surprise his wife with a brand new dream kitchen. Maybe some of you saw the video. But regardless, the story goes like this. The woman was gone for a week on vacation. And so her husband spent that entire time redoing the kitchen so that it would be the dream kitchen he believed his wife had always wanted. He spent $60,000 getting that kitchen ready. Well, the video starts on the day when she was to return home. This husband, so happy to be able to present this to his wife, had gathered around friends and family. However, when the woman comes in the door, instead of being overwhelmed with joy and with thankfulness, she starts to complain about little things. There's this gorgeous kitchen, and she complains about the color of the wall. She wonders why he bought this appliance or that appliance. The video ends with her leaving in a huff. I sometimes wonder if that's a bit how God sometimes sees us. You see, Christ has given us everything. He's given his very life in order that we might have a perfect place in his kingdom both now and forever. 
But it seems like many times, though, we probably end up being the ones that end up complaining about the color of the walls in our life. He has given us forgiveness, and yet we complain about how old our automobile is. He has given us eternal life, and we complain about how not everything at church is quite as we would like it to be. He has given us his perfect righteousness, and we're just complaining to God that other people have better stuff than we have. We often walk out in a huff, too, even though our response should be nothing but gratefulness and thanksgiving. Well, thanks be to God this day that we know that our God is faithful to us even when we are faithless. Whenever we return to our senses and admit how ludicrous we have acted, he always welcomes us back. He does this for his people. He does it for you, just like he's always done it for his people throughout time and history. You see, God arranged a marriage between himself and the people of Israel in the Old Testament times, and that marriage was sustained by God's love each and every day. While Israel so often wandered off into sinful and adulterous ways, God remained faithful to Israel. And because of his faithfulness, that marriage did not grow stale or routine. Amazingly, it got better with time. In fact, it seems, unlike some husbands, who might be tempted early in the marriage to try to dazzle their wife with gifts in order to continue to win them over, and then stop such indulgent behavior as the years go by, God instead continues to bring out the gifts. And in fact, he brings out the best gifts last. It's just like what happened at Cana, at that wedding where Jesus was attending. You see, other hosts would serve the good wine first, and then once everyone had got a little tipsy, then they'd bring out the cheap stuff. But that's not what Jesus did. No, he not only turned water into wine that day, but he turned it into the very best wine that was served at that feast. Yes, he brought out the best stuff last. Well, so also it is in the salvation history of God and his people. For it was at the last, just at the right time, that Christ poured out upon his bride the very best wine last, the very life-giving through his veins in order to cleanse her of all of her sins. The law came through Moses, and the law was good, but the gospel came in Jesus, and it indeed was the best gift ever. It was the best wine. And we who are blessed to live in that age when we know of that gift fully should be the ones saying, How good are you, Lord, that you have kept the best wine until now. Even this very day, your husband Christ is prepared again to lavish on you his wondrous gifts. As you are gathered to him in confession, he will pour out his love to you again. Yes, he'll serve you wine, but that's not the real gift. Neither is the bread. For the real gift is Christ himself. In his body and in his blood. He gives it to you again this day in order that you might be presented to him on that last day 
completely spotless. That on that last day at the great wedding feast, you might be able to wear that white robe of Christ's righteousness. And he will rejoice over you. Oh, many men throughout the ages have claimed that they would no doubt lay down their life for their bride. But Jesus, he has done it. So come now and dine with him this day. And one day that great wedding feast will be served as well. And you will dine there also. Christ's love is absolutely legendary. For greater love has no one than this, that they would lay down their life for their beloved. And that is what he has done for his bride, the church. That is what he has done for you. Thanks be to Jesus for his legendary love. Amen.